Welcome back to Talk Your Truth, everybody. This is your boy V, and we're back at it again like we never left. My apologies for my tone, the lack of energy in the intro, but it's a um, rather somber episode. I know that I talked about a few episodes in the past that will be coming up. Honestly, I just had a lot going on in my life. I got a promotion at work, so I've been doing a lot with that. But I don't want to talk about me in this episode. I'll give an update on the upcoming episode about my life and how I've been doing and what I've been doing ever since the COVID-19 and my thoughts episode. But um, today, I want to talk about my reaction, my feelings, and um, my perspective on the outlook for our future and the future of America in regards to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Aubrey. Um, first and foremost, before anything else, I want to thank God. And shortly following that, I want to give my condolences to the Aubrey family, the Taylor family, and George Floyd family. All of those who have been slain in the past due to excessive force by law enforcement, the those who are being inflicted and the pain that's being inflicted on the individuals who are trying to demonstrate through the protest um, that are taking place right now here in America. I just want to give my condolences to everybody. I want to start with um, the first assassination. And the reason I'm using the term assassination is because to me, that speaks to the volume and the severity of the killings that have been happening, the murders. Because, in my opinion, murder is a term that we've grown used to. We, we watch television shows. We watch Netflix. We watch movies. One of my favorite movies to watch is um, John Wick. And there is murder all throughout that movie. And the reason I use the term assassination is because we're we're used to and have have been desensitized to the term murder. Um, We understand that it is the taking of another life, but through the depictions that we are exposed to in the media, we've kind of just grown used to it. But the assassination, that that adjective, the the adjective of the killing um, speaks more volume to what I believe has been taking place, which is that of when you think about assassinations, you think about dictators, you think about um, political figures, activists, musicians, even um, people of a, of a particular status within a society. Um, I view these people in that same regard. You may not, um, but that's okay if you don't. Um, but these people were assassinated. They, their character, the character of minorities and African-American people specifically has been attacked and assassinated throughout time. But... In this instance, these individuals were assassinated because there was civil unrest. There's usually civil unrest or some type of unrest and and, an outcry and outburst after an assassination takes place um, from a particular perspective. JFK, Lincoln, Dr. King, there are so many others that have been assassinated 
<clears throat> throughout history, and usually soon thereafter, there has been some shift in the regime, some shift in the social um, perspective, the, the collective consciousness or the or a collective consciousness amongst the people of the society after an assassination has taken place. So that's how I believe and that's how I view the um, unlawful, wrong assassinations of these individuals. Um, Ahmaud Arbery, a young man that was hunted down like an animal that has escaped from the zoo or something in his neighborhood or in a neighborhood just jogging by a retired police officer and his bigoted son. I know I read a few stories that the son, a lot of people that went to school with the son weren't surprised that they, he took place with this because he was outright with his racism. He was outright with, with, his, with his bigotry. He was outright with all of it. And this may also be a formal law enforcement officer, former sheriff or something to that nature. There was a Facebook group grew, um, created. They hunted him down. Terrible shots, but still they 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 slain what they thought was their prey. That's what they did. They 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 tried to slay slay him, and they they were successful. And the only reason that they were charged is because the video got out. The video of the assassination of Amar Aubrey was released and leaked online, and the outrage and the outcry that that followed forced. The law, the, the law of Georgia to actually be upheld. Before I move on, I actually want to like talk about that with my mom. I, I had a very, very, very deep conversation with my mother, and I actually started to cry during this conversation over the FaceTime call. Um, and she was like, why are you crying? I was like, Ma, I just don't want to die. I don't want to feel like I'm going to. And aside from everything else, it does not lack, and I don't want this to diminish the severity of, of the other two individuals that I'm going to speak about or any of the others that I have spoke about in the past, but I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. I've jogged. I've worked out by myself with friends or anything like that, but I've, I've been out there jogging. This one hit a little bit closer. I didn't even think it could get deeper than how I felt about the others in the past. Those that have been slain in the name of racism in the main of big, in the name of bigotry. But this one, this one got a little bit deeper than I expected. It could because I have, I, I, I've done it. And it really, really hit home for everything else. It made everything else that's in the past, everything I've even talked about on this show, come into perspective even more for me. And I'm thankful for the clarity. There was potential corruption or conflict of interest with the DA and the ADA in Georgia in regards to Aubrey's 
assassination and, and charging those responsible. Utterly ridiculous. But if you don't expect anything of anyone, you won't be surprised by anything. Keep that in mind. For Miss Taylor, her assassination took place while she was at home with her significant other. This thing called a no-knock warrant was used. And this is a really this is a really interesting um, concept to me. A no-knock warrant. Usually when you have a warrant, you gotta knock, you know, announce yourself and then say we have a warrant to search your premises, search your property for these reasons, and then you hand it over. But a no-knock means you can do doing whatever. Because the courts have probable cause or enough evidence to where they feel as if they need to act immediately to stop said crime or whatever crime is going to be committed or they they believe is being committed or suspected of being committed by an individual. To me, this sounds like a raid. It sounds like a raid. No knock warrant. Let me, let me frame this. If four people were to bust up in your house at whatever time at night with guns and street clothes, you grab your weapon to defend yourself if you have one, and they shoot you, is that not a home invasion? The only thing different between that and the home invasion is the fact that the home invasion, those people have a particular goal, and that is to actually take something out of your home Usually, and take it with them. So stealing TVs, some money that you may have stashed away, or anything like that. That's what that's what that's what the difference is here between a no-knock warrant and a home invasion. That's the only difference. Because these cops were not in uniform, they did not announce themselves, they did not profess that they were police officers once they entered the home. And all the while. Brianna's boyfriend is being charged with attempted murder against a police officer. A police officer that he did not know was a police officer. And he and Brianna were legally carrying license or gun carrying permit holders. I got one question to this. What the hell is the NRA? The NRA cares about the Second Amendment, they care about legally obtained firearms and the individuals that carry them who are upholding said Second Amendment. They've said in the past they are unbiased and not a racist organization. These individuals use the weapons that they legally obtained, that they were legally permanent or license holders at this moment, I do not know. On June 3rd, 2020 at 6.13 p.m., I don't know of any statement that's been released in regards to this from the NRA. So that only furthers the notion that most people already believe that the NRA doesn't care about minorities or black people. There are black people in the NRA, and I'm definitely understanding of that. But as of right now, I do not know. If there has been a statement made, 
But if there isn't one, or if it comes out after this time, it is no longer relevant. And now, the one that everyone is well aware as to what happened. Mr. George Floyd's assassination. Mr. Floyd's assassination took place in a similar fashion and manner as Eric Garner's did in public on video excessive force was used only thing is instead of a rear naked choke or a forearm around the neck of Mr. Garner This was a knee being pressed in the back and spine and neck of an individual. (sighs) Calling it barbaric, disgusting, degrading, dehumanizing, doesn't do it saying that it's fucked up saying that it's utterly ridiculous saying that every single cop that took part in this is a is a piece of shit it doesn't do it but this was the catalyst this was the catalyst to to the breaking in of buildings this was the catalyst to white people hispanic people all different people to 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 galvanize to to to, to get together and be on one common accord and go into the streets and trying to protest in this to riot some people to loot and, 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 and steal things that it's utterly wrong. Like the, the riot, the rioting, the, the looting, the looting, there's no, there's nothing positive about that. That does nothing for what needs to happen. I understand the small sliver that if you attack someone's pockets and you destroy someone's institutions or their business, you think that is going to make them feel better. That, that That's going to make you feel better. It may make you feel guilty, but the excessive force that may be used by police officers is going to be justified in their minds. I say it justified in their minds, not in my mind, but is justified in their minds if that's the behavior that's being seen. I don't believe that it should be taken. I don't believe it. <sighs> the state of America right now is in one of extreme turmoil. It's one where hyper awareness is being felt by everyone who's out there protesting or rioting. They're 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 hyper aware. They feel tense. They feel tension. Congratulations, you're starting to feel how it feels just being black on a day-to-day basis. The excessive force that was being used during the assassination of George Floyd, assassination of Eric Garner, 
and the assassination of so many others that have come in the past is finally being seen. This is what black people have been talking about for 400 years. Ever since black people were kidnapped. Kidnapped without ransom. And just brought here and forced to do the duties and take on the responsibilities that their white counterparts and slave owners did not want to take. This has been happening. One of my most recent favorite movies to watch is Django. Fictional depiction of certain things and aspects of slavery, but I love it. I love watching. I love I love the authenticity of it. The 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 amount that is there. I appreciate it. I'm not gonna go into Django. I actually want to put that with another episode that I have coming up <clears throat> that I plan to release after recording it about black representation in movies and minority representation in movies. And speaking about films like Candyman, Django, and The Photograph. But that's neither here nor there that that does not tap, have, have any stance in this conversation. Tear gas to the face of an individual who's using a I'm just going to give you a few examples. Tear gas to the face of an individual who has a coronavirus mask because they don't want to catch coronavirus. A cop pulled down that mask and sprayed them in the face with pepper spray or some, some, some type of substance. One person, white person, got hit in the face with a tear gas canister. His face and eye will never be the same. One of my friends, Alex the Great, who's actually on the very first episode of Talk Your Truth, shared with me that it was a young man, a young African-American man who got hit with a rubber bullet in the face. And his face looked like it was a Picasso painting because one side was unrecognizable compared to the other. His face would never be the same. White power signs being shown or being being expressed by law enforcement who were there at the at the the riots prior to becoming riots, so still at the protests. Punching reporters in the face, using horses to trample individuals instead of just allowing them to walk around or or gear your horse or another way. Driving your police vehicle into individuals, truck drivers driving their vehicles into people. This is very reminiscent of Charlottesville. At least the vehicles and the and the horse. And then the college students in Atlanta, Georgia, that weren't a part of the protests, that were just trying to drive and go home. Their windows were bur- were bust out. They were tased. They were taken out of the car. And I believe that the gen- it was a young lady and a young man. The gentleman, his arm was broken. And excessive force was being used on both of them. The mayor of Atlanta acted swiftly. Charged all six. Fired them. And some of those cops were even black. Because the use of excessive force... 
is beyond the use of force that should be used. Especially if they're just sitting idly by. For what? For what? At that point, it just crosses the line of to bullying and just trying to take out your anger and frustration. I think within like the past 48 hours, well after like it happened, after the assassination occurred of George Floyd, Trump put out hollow words once again. He wants force shown by the governors by utilizing the National Guard, if not militarizing and using the military to actually combat the riots. Does that not sound like martial law? Or what we see in war-torn countries? I did a I did a um, project in college back when I was at Howard, an undergrad, and... Um, it was in regards to the Middle East, in Syria in particular. And Bashir al-Assad had been accused by the UN by using tear gas against demonstrators in his own country. And this was appalling to Americans at that time. My question now is, How does it feel to watch it happen in your country? Do you still have that same energy? Are you still like over there when you're like, oh, it's another country that's a Muslim country or that, that those people don't look like me or they don't have the same values as me or they don't have the same religion as me? How does it feel now? I just not to be cynical. It's not to be it's not to be. Um, sarcastic but those are the tactics of, of what we perceived Bashir al-Assad as being a dictator those same tactics are being enacted right here in home there's so many people being affected by this I read on LinkedIn that a young man actually resigned from Facebook because of the lack of censorship that the Facebook um, board and Zuckerberg has taken against Trump's words of when the shooting starts, the looting starts, or when the looting starts, the shooting starts, excuse me. Wow. Echoed by... A segregationist back in what, like the 60s or 70s or something, maybe even the 50s. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. So, in other words, you take this the, the dresses or the, the merchandise out of a Macy's, you break into a Walmart, we're gonna shoot you because whatever you're taking. Is worth us taking your life. And that may be very cynical. You might think that's very cynical of me to say, very, very one-sided. But that's what that that's how that's how that statement is being interpreted. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. What if somebody said it about women? When the when the when the chatting starts or when the argument starts or when the screaming starts, the beating starts. 
Oh, too much? I use a lot of analogies when it comes to women's rights and, 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 and civil rights because they are actually one and the same. They are one and the same. Women's rights fall up under the umbrella of civil rights. It's just been so commercialized that it's almost its own entity. But if all of us don't get it, none of us don't get it. So if the looting starts, the shooting starts, then the screaming starts, the beating starts, I see those as one and the same. Both terrible statements. Both statements I firmly disagree with. But there are some people who actually believe both statements, even though I just said one that probably hasn't even been thought of at this moment. I got a phone call earlier from my grandmother. The same grandmother I referred to on one of my previous episodes. And she talked to me and she really said that she she texted me the other day and said, I've been thinking about you. I've been praying and I want to see how you are. I want to see where you are mentally and spiritually. So I called her today on my lunch break and I told her. I don't know if there are any words that can really describe my, my state of mind at the moment. Hyper aware. Hypertension of the mind and of the spirit, of the heart, saddened, disgusted, frustrated, wanting to weep and wallow in everything that has happened, but feeling as if I need to go ahead and stand strong and do everything that I need to do for myself, for my family, and for my people. But I told her that I'm just, no word will scratch the surface of how it feels, of how anybody else feels right now. No word in the English language, in my opinion, can be is can can be used to say any of this or state the truth or talk your truth or anything like that. But one thing I did tell her was. It just, it makes me think about history tells it, what, what history tells us. Michael Eric Dyson talked about on Skip and Shannon this past week, what, he's, what he professes in, in, in his lectures, what he professes, professes in his books, what Shannon Sharp states, what Malcolm X stated, what Tupac stated, what Martin Luther King stated, what athletes have stated, what celebrities have stated. Ever since this came out and ever since the unrest has started. But my grandmother told me one thing. She said, grandson, I was the, the, the daughter of sharecroppers. Pretty much an extension of slavery. If you know anything about history here in America. And she said, I'm seeing a lot of how my parents were treated. My father was treated with how Mitch McConnell is treating people or speaking about this, with how the police officers are treating these individuals who are trying to demonstrate peacefully, but being further agitated to where they become violent or the violent ones start to get picked out and everything just runs amok and becomes unruly. 
She was around during the 50s. She was around during the 60s. She was around during the 70s and the 80s. And for my grandmother, who was over 70 years old, the daughter of sharecroppers, to feel as if this is a moment of deja vu, back to how people who were sharecroppers were taught, spoken to, or treated is utterly fucking ridiculous. It is appalling that people are being taught that this is okay. People are being told in the media that this is okay and that your president will will protect you. Your president will come to your aid. And that this type of force is being used and it has to be shown. It's appalling and it's disgusting. But even more than that, what really got to me was a conversation that I told her I had to have. A conversation that I had to have with my son. A conversation that my mother had with me. A conversation that countless other parents, minority parents, but specifically in this instance, black parents, black mothers and black fathers have to have with their children. My my son is about to graduate kindergarten on Friday. And what I had to tell him this past weekend was the person or the thing that he dressed up as for career day, when they asked you, what did you want to be when you grow up? was something that he could not be. My baby boy wanted to be a police officer. My son posed with the sheriff and his son dressed up as a police officer on career day. And because of everything that is being inflicted on us that I have to look out for, that he will have to look out for. I had to tell a six-year-old. When I've been imploring him since birth, you can do anything and you can be anything. I'm taking him to conventions for comic book heroes where he's dressing up as Miles Morales, dressing him up as Black Panther, dressing him up as any and all superheroes he wants to do or be talking about how the characters on the screen are not different from him and imploring him that he is in in the same vein he's on the same level even if he looks different you can be that even better if you want but I had to tell my son who was six years old one that what you want to be when you grow up you can't have, nor can you be. You cannot be the police officer. You can't protect us from the bad guys. And unfortunately, because of how you look, whether you're biracial or not, you will be seen as the problem. All of them are not this way. I made sure to let him know that for sure. But all police officers were not that way. But I had to let him know 
Jojo. They are killing us. And the look of confusion that my son had on him, he was like, what? I had to tell my son that there was a man that didn't look too dissimilar to me. Might have been taller, might have been shorter, who knows. But he had a family. He had friends. He had children. And police just killed him. He wasn't seen as a bad guy. Although we know that he used a, that they're saying that he used a um, a forced $20 bill, which is a misdemeanor in the state of Minnesota. So no, no amount of the excessive force, not an ounce, was actually really needed for a misdemeanor, supposedly. But people get 25 to life for a gram of weed versus others who get caught with pounds and you only get like a slap on the wrist, but whatever. So I had to tell my son why he couldn't be a police officer. It wasn't because the bad guys might try and come for you. It's because you shouldn't put yourself in that light. You shouldn't be putting your, you shouldn't want to put yourself under that scrutiny. And I had to let him know also how to talk to a policeman or woman. It broke my fucking heart to have to tell my son a six-year-old boy who's full of wonder, vigor, energy, and honesty and truth. His eyes big, seeing the world for what it is and seeing the police for what they should be. Those who protect and serve and help keep everything in a well-established environment safe. But I had to tell him how to treat them, how to talk to them, so therefore they don't kill you. Whether you agree with the protest or not, whether you agree with the riots or not, whether whether you agree with Trump wanting to enact militarization of the National Guard or the actual armed services, that the, the servicemen and women like the army and the other branches of government or branches of military answer this question. Do you believe that any child should be told that they cannot be something? Number one. And number two, that they should feel slightly in fear of those who are sworn in to protect and serve the communities in which they are a part of. Do you feel like a five-year-old little girl or 12-year-old little boy should feel as if a police officer will kill them if they say one wrong thing? Not with the bullshit that may come up. They saying, oh, well, he lived in this neighborhood or they lived in this neighborhood. Or she did this or she went to this school and was a part of this program to dehumanize, to further dehumanize that individual. Should any child 
have to hear that conversation, have to be told from their parent how to not and how to avoid pissing off someone so therefore they do not kill you. I had that conversation with my mother when I was 13 or 14 years old. My son is six. Six years old, my baby boy had to learn and be told that. Because of the country that we live in doesn't give a fuck about us. It hurt having to take some of that innocence from him. And thus trade it for a little bit of fear. As a parent, you always want your child to have better circumstances and be in a better position than you are or you were in your life. So why do I live in a society where I have to share my grief and my reality and the limits that society places on me with my son? Why? If that's what we want for our children. I said, I said, I'm sorry to my son. Because I didn't want to tell him anything else. And he was like, after I told him and we, 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 we teared up and almost cried over together. A six-year-old almost crying over something he has nothing. He, does, he, he knows nothing about. But he can feel it and see it from his father. That is serious. And I thank God for my boy because at the end of that conversation, he was like, Daddy. I said, what's up, boy? He said, maybe I can be a scientist. Or a doctor. <sighs> I said, of course. Just be aware of where you are and how other people see you. There's no reason that my son should have to change his goddamn plans for his life because of the hatred and the bigotry and the racism that is instilled in so many individuals that do not look like us. I should not have to talk to my son like that. No one should. A friend of mine, her little brother is 12 years old. I said, do you know that's how old Tamir Rice was? When he was shot down in cold blood by a, by a, by a police officer. Solely. Based off of the confusion and lack of understanding that is racism. That is bigotry. There is a 12-year-old boy, now white boy, 
who is alive when there is a 12-year-old boy that did not see his 13th birthday. That's not enough. Right? That's not enough. There was a seven-year-old child, black child, murdered, assassinated also. So pretty much what you're telling black people is as soon as you have the baby, put a bulletproof vest on it. Give them a gun. Or pray. (laughs) Because there's a chance that they'll die. (laughs) Talked to a few of my friends, man. I went to Howard up in D.C., the real H.U., and I just... Talk to them. I asked them what they thought. Obviously, they said it was disgusting. It's appalling. The tactics that are being used, the rubber bullets, the gas canisters, the pepper spray, the horses, the the the, the vehicles. One of my homies actually just hit me up today. I, show, I showed him a picture yesterday for Fayetteville Police where the police officers, 60 of them, actually took a knee in front of the protesters. Very, very communal. I sent him that. He responded with a similar picture or video, actually, of police in another area taking those tactics and then using that to draw in the crowds to further inflict violence and enact this hatred on them. Coworker of mine, a very good friend, um, I'll actually have him as the first guest on Talk Your Truth this year, here soon. White guy. Um, call him Big Cam. He informed me that it was a 78-year-old um, former police chief that was at a demonstration. And due to the sex- excessive force, he was shot and killed. I told him, I was like, you know what? That reminds me of something. That reminds me of a of a serviceman who served tours in Iraq and Afghanistan that was shot when a shooting broke out by police because they thought he was the culprit when, in fact, it took place in a completely different area of the vicinity in which they were in. So if you're not wearing, or you know, also he told me another instance where four cops walked up to a rather large black man, said, you match the description of somebody. So they put him in cuffs. The guy complies. He says, you know what? Actually, look in my, look in my wallet. Look in my wallet in my back pocket. My wallet's in my back pocket. Just check and see who I am. I'm assuming during this conversation or during what he's about to tell me, it's going to be an athlete or somebody like that, some type of, somebody who has celebrity that could bring publicity to it. These gentlemen, these fuckers were arresting an FBI agent. A Federal Bureau investigation agent. Four police officers were doing that. He took all of their badge numbers. He took all of their cards. And he's going to write each and one of that ass up. So unless... And this, this goes to another point where... Drew Brees, 
Super Bowl winning MVP quarterback or whatever, um, made a statement talking about he will, he he refuses and he will never agree with somebody who dis, dis, who, who kneels because there was a question posed to him on a virtual interview today where they were like, do you expect more kneeling in the NFL because of what's going on, because of George Floyd and everything that has transpired since? And he said, I can never agree with anyone who doesn't stand for the for the for the anthem and disrespects our country or our flag. Before I go any further, Drew, you probably ain't listening to this or nobody from the New Orleans Saints, but if you are, I appreciate you tuning in, but also you are sadly motherfucking mistaken. It there are documents, publicized historical documents for this country stating that the flag should not be worn or used as an item idol or symbol of worship in this country. Yet people wear it on shirts, yet it is on bandanas, yet they have overalls and Wrangler jeans made after them. America's not once what it once was, was it? But also, he, he went further and he said, it makes me think about my two grandfathers who fought in World War II, one in the Marine Corps and one in the Army, and what they did for this country to make it a safer place and make the world a safe place. I think about those people. I think it always brings me to tears as to what they sacrifice. Is everything right in this country? No. But me putting my hand over my heart makes me think about the unity in this country and the fact that we are all a part of the solution. shit um i smell bullshit i um in in in, in the words of house party i smell pussy that's what i say I, it's just what really and then and, and before before i go if it's just off-putting or anything like that my father was in the military he was stationed at the border of North and South Korea. My uncle was in Syria. Desert Storm, he was in Germany. My grandfather, Army, all three of those gentlemen served this quote unquote great nation. All three of them had. My cousin, my uncle's son, Air Force. And that's only the individuals in my immediate family. I got friends who are Marines, Army, one in the Air Force right now. My former roommate is in the Air Force right now. Actually, no, he's in the Navy. Excuse me. Somebody graduated from my school who's an airman. A woman. So this is not in any way disrespectful to the servicemen and women of this country and what you do within all branches of any of your tours and your service to keeping and upholding the principles of this country around the world and combating terrorism across the globe. This is in no way disrespectful to you.
But Drew Brees, your your statement was in every way disrespectful to me. It was in every way disrespectful to every single man and woman who does not look like you, who happens to serve in any of these branches of the military. Because like I said, if you aren't wearing those fatigues 24 hours a day, if it's not easily recognizable that you are a former serviceman or woman, if you don't put yourself in a situation where the law enforcement officers in your area or across the country know your face, but you look different, they will shoot your ass down like a damn dog. Just like how they tried to, this is how they assassinated George Floyd by choking him out like he was an animal in The Revenant or some other movie like that. Or when they killed the animals in Avatar. That's what the fuck they do. And they flick that pain on a person. And then and then athletes coming out, Richard Sherman, um, Devin McCourty, LeBron James, Josh Jacobs, saying, What the fuck is this? I'm going to break this down. That flag does not represent the same thing it does to you, to everybody else. I'm going to break this down even further. For a woman, so I really want to frame this. Why I use a lot of, lot of, lot of analogies for women, and I know I can't speak for you on. I apologize if it comes off like that. It is not to that degree. I, I'm not, it's not my intention. But if a woman was inflicted slander defamation of character or defamation of name was was forced upon was was raped or assaulted in any way ostracized and forced to become a pariah by individuals who uphold that flag and offices that follow through up under the principles whether it be in the branches of the military politics or local law enforcement that flag does not represent freedom to them. That flag represents the individuals that inflicted pain upon her. Another example. If individuals, let me just, let me, if you were taken, brought to a place, forced into manual labor, hunted down, brutalized and dehumanized forced into a situation where you had to become subservient and and, 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 and submissive given your quote unquote freedom then you see an erected pole in which flies a cloth with particular colors and, and a pattern on it. And then furthermore, you're no longer being rounded up, being put back in chains, back into a field to, to do manual labor. You're put into a six by eight cell, forced to create the license plates for so many free Americans. And so, 
that flag that after you're released does not afford you the humanity in which you have left. If you were put in that situation, how would you see that flag? I can tell you. As the badge, the symbol of the oppression that you feel. I've been seeing a lot of Tupac and Malcolm X on on Instagram lately. I'm usually never on Instagram. I haven't actually posted anything since January of 2019. And it's been freeing the chore that is Instagram, but it's terrible. Been on being on it ever since all of this has started. It's, it's been terrible to watch and to see. Um it's crazy. Tupac was killed for this. Because he was seen as radical. Because he spoke out against certain things. Malcolm X. Said be self-sufficient. And there will come one day. Where the African American man will feel. For another African American man. And at that point. The consciousness of the African American. Will become one. And they will wake up. To everything that's been going on. And all the oppression that's being inflicted upon them. And at that point in time, no federal, state, or local, or civil court will be able to uphold anything because the unrest will not stop. And the black man and the black people will all be on one accord. And no court will be able to afford them anything that they actually deserve. I'm paraphrasing. Tupac said in an interview, don't kill people who look like you. Paraphrasing as well. Swing back. Because what they see when they look at you is is one less mouth on welfare. That's why they pull the trigger. One less mouth or one one less person that they have to deal with. So don't use the gun that you have to shoot somebody or your brother or your sister that looks like you. He said to actually aim it back towards the cop that's trying to kill you. Do I condone violence against police officers? No. But I ask you, with all of the things that are out there, on Instagram, on Facebook, the videos that are taking place and being taken during these riots that start out as peaceful protests and the excessive force is being used by these police officers, what do you think is what they deserve? I'm just going to leave that out there. I told you what I feel. I want you to think. Because just today, the police officer that was... That, that did the kneeling, ironically, on George Floyd's neck was um it was, his charge was is upgraded from third degree murder in the state of Minnesota to second degree. And all of the other police officers were charged as well. But is 10, 15, 25 years 
enough? Is you losing that amount of time of your life enough? For the pain that you inflicted on somebody else? Is it? And then we think about the state of America. Right now, tensions are flaring. I actually talked to one of my homies about this. I was like, I wonder how biracial couples are right now. I saw a post. It was like, don't open your mouth for black dick if you don't want to speak up for um, Black Lives Matter. Very, very vulgar, but I get the message. Don't open your mouth for soul food to eat it. If you don't give a damn about the black person in the black kitchen that it was that it was created in. Don't listen to Kendrick Lamar. Don't listen to Drake. Don't listen to J. Cole. Don't listen to Jimi Hendrix. Don't listen to anybody. Don't even listen to Dave Chappelle. Don't, don't, don't listen to none of us. Don't listen to Rihanna. Don't listen to Beyonce. Don't listen to Megan Thee Stallion. Don't listen to Nicki Minaj. Don't watch Simone Blouse. Don't watch football. Don't watch basketball. If you don't give a damn about the person that you watch, their life, take away their money. Their life is more important than that. So, I asked, I was like, I wonder how the conversations are having between those. Because there had to be some uneasiness. There are there is some uneasiness amongst some minorities when it comes to marrying outside of the race, specifically that of white. And it's just like, wow. Not all you're you're not you're not the cause of the issue. You're not the cause of, of my paranoia. You're not the you're not the one who inflicted anything upon me, but you're a representative of the body that has inflicted this on my people for so long. I wonder how those conversations are because amongst the amongst the couples, amongst the families, because one side may be the representative. They, they may not be a part of it, but they represent the oppression. They represent the problem. It's just like your friends. I mean, I got friends. Big Cam is white. I mean, I got a few friends that are white, but it's just like, do you care? I can't ask you to understand because there's no way that you can. Just like there's no way that I can understand what a woman goes through. That's why I read, try and be as knowledgeable as possible and listen as much as I can. So therefore I can empathize and have some semblance of understanding. So therefore when I go to the ballot box, I'm not only voting for myself, but I'm voting for you. Will that same thing be afforded to me though? Or people who look like me come this December, or will this country fall further in dis- into dissension and an oligarchy start to form in a country that swore it off and left another country solely for that? Who knows? Who knows?
I just don't know what American can do. This is what happens when you don't have leadership or leaders that have spines. I mean, you got Cory Booker who's challenging the president, but where are all the other congressmen and women? Silent. Trump is more focused on where the Republican National Convention is and militarizing the, 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 the this, this over exacerbating the situation. Both from the fifth column on YouTube said it best. You don't put out sparks of a campfire with more sparks. If a powder keg is about to go off or has gone off, do you add more dynamite to where it has gone off? Or do you bring water to the campfire like Bo said? Do you further agitate the situation? Is that what you do? You further de- dehumanize and, and condemn individuals because of how they look or how they're demonstrating or how some people are speaking up for those who have had this inflicted upon them for far too fucking long. Do you celebrate MAGA Day while your country is on fire? Literally. Let me ask you a question. How would you feel if you felt as if you had to arm yourself? Not because you want to or you want to go hunting, but you feel as if you have to. Because you don't want an assassination inflicted upon you. That you aren't given the choice. You feel as if it's a choice that you don't have that you just that has to be done how would you feel how would you feel if you're a woman and whomever you're interested in another woman another a man both I don't know but fearing for that individual's life every time they left the house that's what black wives and black women feel if you're a man that anxiety that you feel when you're out in traffic and a cop gets behind you imagine feeling that when you step out to take your trash to the trash can not because the police officer is about to do it but because your neighbor Or somebody who lives in that neighborhood might do it to you. What if you're an Uber Eats driver or DoorDash and you're like the gentleman in Mesa, Mesa, Arizona? And somebody's holding you at gunpoint because of everything going on and they don't know why you're in that neighborhood. All you're trying to do is deliver food so you can make some money. To say this is the type of shit we got to deal with is an understatement. 
And the last point that I'm going to make is actually something that was shared with me um, from somebody very close to me. I um, forwarded them a video of Michael Eric Dyson speaking on the speaking on Stephen Shannon, and they shared it with their mom. And the mother professed that she does not agree with what Michael Eric Dyson, Doctor Michael Eric Dyson, professed on the video. In that, she did everything that she could to teach her children differently. To see people for who they are and, 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 and the humanity that they possess. All four of her children, she taught them this. And that black people owned slaves just as much as white people did back in the day. And that because she respects the CEO of her company, who was a black man, and her direct supervisor and manager and boss, who was a black woman, that there is no way that she could be racist, that she is racist. And she did her best to teach her children differently. I just had a moment of silence for this person's fucking stupidity. I'm going to tell you a statement that is the equivalent of all that bullshit I just said. Women are getting raped, slandered, mutilated, abused. But I have a mother and I love her. They're, they're, they're being put in situations, precarious situations where they're being assaulted in the workplace for, for further advancement, no matter the ethnicity. But I got a sister and I love her. I got a friend named Carrie and I support her and I like her. She's a nice person. Hmm. Is she? Is the motherfucking thing that you should be asking yourself. Like, really? Okay, let's take it a little further. I know Tom. This person is non-binary. has done the um, transition from one gender to another and, and now wants to go by the name of Tom. Tom has gotten beaten up, called different names, had things shoved in certain areas and fears for his life or, excuse me, their life when they go to a particular place. Or around a particular crowd. Outside of the confines of their home. But my cousin is gay. I love him. Or I have a few friends from college that were part of the LGBTQIA community. And I thought they were swell individuals. It's a lot of holes in that motherfucking story, ain't it? 
what that speaks to is the fact that it isn't outraging to you. The shit that has been inflicted upon somebody else. It's the fact that you're like, oh, I have a black friend. That's that excuse. Or I know someone. The fuck? That one point negates everything else, especially the point that you taught your children to not be racist. Because you see certain individuals as exemplary, but also as exceptions. Because I know this one person, or these two people, or I've met or had had a fun outing at a park one day with a family. I'm not racist. Is that why you clutch your bag when you walk past somebody who's black? Is that why you walk to the other side of the street? Whether they look like they're kept manicured or not? Is that why you think fucking niggers when you hear blasting music see jaywalking or sagging clothes or pants is that what makes you think about the n-word but you had a good interaction with somebody at Moe's or Krispy Kreme or small talk at the Publix right right So to Drew Brees and anybody else who doesn't see a problem with the systemic racism that has happened in America, who doesn't see a problem with militarizing against peaceful protesters, who doesn't see a problem with spreading hate and fear and checks and balances in this country, who doesn't see a problem with someone just abusing their power, stepping over the line and completely breaking the rules of the presidency and who was fine with knowing one or two black people, one or two Hispanic people or what the fuck ever and didn't find anything wrong with that video of the assassination of George Floyd. I say thank you, but no fucking thank you. And fuck you very much. I have been V. Y'all have been wonderful. I love each and every one of you. I might be doing a follow-up episode to this. But for now, stay safe. Pray. And be the best person that you can be. Not only for yourself, but for other human beings. And treat them with the dignity, the pride, the respect, and the integrity that they deserve. Until next time. I love you. Goodbye.